I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Here we go. This week on Feel Good Friday, faking your death for likes. Sex is a sport. ER waitlists are a game changer. AI can read our thoughts. And lupus treatment awoke a woman from a 20-year-long catatonia. <laughs> I was cutting that one close. I forgot how long that last bit was. <laughs> I felt like there was a sort of like a, like a, like a smugness to the way that you were killing it. I know. And then you were like, oh shit, at the end. Got a little comfortable there. Do a um, to, uh, remind me, do we used to have like a, a like a, a, a segment, like a segment that lasted like two episodes where it was like ding dong of the week? Do you guys remember yeah, something like that? We did. Yeah. I just don't remember yeah. what it was called. It might have been called. Well, I think it was called Ding, Ding Dong, Dong of the week. week. All right. So Ding Dong of the Week. We got a new one. Okay. Um, dude, this is insane. I like Ding Dong of the Week. Man fakes his own death mm-hmm. so he can film himself arriving at his funeral by helicopter to, quote, teach his family a lesson about staying in touch. Dude, this is literally a scene from Arrested Development. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember, do you remember the, do you remember the character from Arrested Development who was the friend? Oh my God. The friend of, uh, of George Bluth who, who would, he would play a prank on the kids where he would like get hit by a car and his arm would fly off and then they'd get out and his, and, and it would be a dummy arm. And then he'd go, and that's why you never, and like right. it was just always to teach them a lesson. And, he, and here's the thing. That is from a comedy television show. <laughs> and, and why that's on a comedy show is because that's, that's, a, that's an absurd thing to it's do. It's a funny Dude, make-believe. I, I hate this because it's like, you know when like, like if somebody <laughs> says that they're trying to teach you something, how, how much do you want to learn it? Like if somebody's like, I'm trying to teach you a lesson. I mean, like, I'm a 35-year-old man. If someone's yeah. trying to teach me a lesson... It's like telling somebody to calm Dude, down. Like, right, exactly. Get out of here, you goddamn <laughs> jackass. That's how I feel about the, that. The thing that I, I find so um, annoying about this is oh, that- Oh, wait like, till we get into it. it. Is yeah, that, I haven't even told you. I mean, the, 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 the sheer insanity. No. Well, no. purely based off the headline, I just find like, like if he wants to get his family to stay in touch with him, like presumably he feels like his family is bad at staying in touch. This lesson that he's trying to teach them is like, it's just going to make them never want to talk to him again. Well, I see, I, I disagree with you there in that I don't think he really gives a fuck about his family. So, right, yeah, of uh, course. A man in Belgium <laughs> faked his death and then turned up to his own funeral in a helicopter. That's epic, though. We're going to be talking about something that's cool at a funeral. Belgians? It is that. It is showing up at your own funeral in a helicopter going, psych. Belgians are notoriously robotic. Um, uh, so this was a, a part of a dramatic stunt to teach his family, quote unquote, teach his family a lesson, but stay in touch. So David Berton, uh, 45, a 45-year-old grown-ass male. Um, and, uh, so and, and, and also, Me too. And also a TikTok creator. Ew. 
<laughs> told his wife and children about his elaborate plan. So at least he let them in on it. He was going, hey, guys, I got a really great idea. Okay, I'm going to pretend I'm going to die. All right. And then you guys are in on the fucking joke. Oh, okay. Right? So, so mom, starting to get a mom, and, funnier. mom and kids knew, um, but they didn't tell the rest of his family. And so uh, one of his daughters helped to trick his fellow, uh, his followers. Oh, they even, they even, they even went along with it on social media. They were like, they were like, like David's dead, like on his, on his TikTok. So one of his daughters helped the trick, uh, trick his followers in what many online have slammed as a cruel joke, writing on social media, rest in peace, daddy. I will never stop thinking of you. Whoa. Um, why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We will never forget you. Uh, uh, that takes a little bit of a dark turn. Guys. Ha 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 ha. But the, the thing that I already cool don't get joke. is like, it's like, don't you think that uh, this could be like truly traumatic and life altering for the people who are like closest to him that oh, are like not in on the joke? 100% dude. But, but. Time to check my social media. I forgot. I so, forgot. There's right. Yeah, it's all about the likes. Um, uh, they staged his funeral last week near Liege. Um, and as mourners gathered, Barten, who by Ragnar Lefeu online, made a grand entrance with a film crew by helicopter. Uh, the pitiful prank by the TikToker who uh, has, has 162,000 followers. <laughs> like, it's not, like <laughs> in the, scan, in the great, great grand scheme of things on TikTok. That's like a little drop. Not, it's not a lot. It's, like, it's, not, it's not that big. It's not <laughs> worth going this far out of your way. No, he thought you, this was going to catapult him into stardom, though. You know, guys, I'm, I'm no familiar with like starting. You're not familiar? I'm I'm. I'm not familiar. He is not a familiar, um, <laughs> which is good because I would be afraid that like any day now you so, could just like fucking knock me out and bring me back to your fucking your vampire's say, lair and and sacrifice me. But I'm, I'm glad you're not a familiar. I, I am. I am familiar with going down a so road. Second, wait, next time you take a sip of that coffee, can you slurp it a little louder into the mic? Please? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Actually, I heard please it. And thank too. you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. So, so I would say I'm no stranger to the, isolate the to, video of that slurp. Yeah, by the I, way, I, I for sure will. Um, Jesus I'm Christ. I'm no stranger to like to like starting down a road of a joke. Yeah, and on that road, realizing that it's not going to be funny. Yeah, like you know me the other day here at the office. <laughs> right. I mean, we won't get into what the joke was. Right. But yeah, I get right, it. right. You know what I'm talking about. So, so I I can't help but think that like maybe while he's in the helicopter on on route to the funeral, that he that there potentially could have been the thought may have crossed his mind that like like this is going to be weird when he shows up. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that he was like at all aware that this is going this was going to be a terrible idea? No. Nope. <laughs> no, it probably crossed no, his mind. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Because I, I think this is. I think this is such, ex, such an extreme case of narcissism, that that the idea is so outside the realm of possibility for him that this was not okay. In terms of like who you would rather have as a dad, would you pick Brian Johnson from last week? One hundred percent. I would. I would spit my blood into my own dad's mouth. Or this guy, then, then to be, yeah. then to have this fucking Taylor, what would wiener you as my dad. 
I think I'd pick this guy if I had to pick. What? Dude, yeah. Brian Johnson's a bill like a bajillionaire who probably like has so many sedus. <laughs> All you uh, have to do is give your dad your blood like <laughs> several days a week. Come on. I don't know. This guy did show up to his funeral in a helicopter. Yeah. So. Probably broke the bank doing it. Um, Bertan was forced to explain his actions, the Times reports, uh, suggesting suggesting that he did so to see how his wider family would react after he claimed they had fallen out of touch with him. Quote, what I see in my family often hurts me, he said. I never get invited to anything. Nobody, hold on, just let me finish this. No, <laughs> nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated. Maybe because you're this dude, guy. I would, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, you wonder why? I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're capable of doing this shit, no wonder everybody in your family's like, oh, let's not invite Bertan. Um, cause he's, of, he's, get out of here. You goddamn jackass. Um, he said, that's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. I did. I guys, I do feel bad for him. This should like, be a clip. We should, it, for Friday, for, uh, the, the clip for Friday, we should make a clip and insert the Arrested Development <laughs> here and do show the Arrested Development scene because it's yeah. really, really funny. But but I do feel bad for him. Like, because, because like, obviously there's some like deep-seated sort of like, I, I don't want to say the word trauma, but like obviously there's a lot going on in his life that that has led maybe. to him be, being the or way maybe that he is. He's May, just, or maybe he's just an asshole. Yeah, maybe, like, I maybe. mean, that's the thing yeah. is like not everything is based in trauma. Some people are just some people suck. Some people just suck. It doesn't. I I don't think I don't think that everything is based in trauma. But I do think that there is like a reason for people being the way that they're like. Well, I, I mean, and I yeah. think it's I think it's like multifactorial, and I think it's hard to pinpoint like the thing that made that person be that way. I don't think you can. Um, but I would imagine that there is like. There are a series of unfortunate events in this guy's life that led for him to be the way that he is. And eh, like, you maybe, know, not maybe. necessarily unfortunate in like the typical way that you would think of like, you know, a traumatic childhood or whatever. But like, I think there's yeah, a reason I don't really why. subscribe to that. Yeah, I maybe, think, no, I you think, know what, Brian, maybe you're right. Let's you let this guy off. I think what he did, it's not his fault. <laughs> I'm not letting him off. And um, you don't think this is like a nature versus this guy's nurture actually a thing? Good, like, you don't a, think it's more nurture than nature? I think Dude, it's so hard to say. I, I Who think, fucking knows? I think knows? that like what I have learned over 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 the past 14 months of raising Zaya is going from day from like the moment they do anything, you're like, why did you do that? Was that me? Or is that just you? I have no idea. Mm. And you have no idea. And you're and there's never an indication as to what the balance is that 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 allowed that thing to occur and you just never know and i think that there's i think that it's i think that it ultimately in like many different ways just like ends up being like i think that we're going down the road as a society maybe this is a little bit of a strong statement but like we're possibly going down the road as a society of like letting people off a little bit too easy by saying you know yeah. something happened to them or whatever and let's like chalk up Let's chalk up their but, shitty behavior but to, but it's not to like something that wasn't their fault. It's not letting them off. Um, I think easy. Some, I for some think, people, it is. I think for some people, it is. I, yeah. I think so. Um, you know, for people who have seen Ted Lasso and know about Nate Shelley in the third season, it's like, like to me, that is like the prime example of like how we should treat people. Like, 
not judge them by the darkest moments in their lives, but like show them compassion when they're in those situations and need it the most. Like right. what those people really need. But like for this the sake guy, of this needs, podcast, but that's what, not funny. But, but <laughs> so like, <laughs> let's just shit on this guy right yeah, now because it's funny. I don't hate he, this guy. I'm just acknowledging the fact that what he needs, this guy needs the most in his life is love. Well, and he doesn't right. know how to get it. And he's definitely not getting it this way. Um, I, I just totally agree. <laughs> because you don't tell people you're dead and then go, now they love me and I'm going to show up in a helicopter and, and then like point at them and laugh. Well, he said he he said uh, he said that only half of my family came to the funeral um, uh, and other well, relatives have since reached out. I'm sure they reached out to say some really sweet things. Uh, he said that proves who really cares about me. He said those who didn't come did did contact me to meet up. So in a way. I did win. Oh, okay. Well, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I really feel uh, like it's not about winners and losers. <laughs> <as well. laughs> this guy it is. Uh, some of his fans agreed that it was a valuable li- life lesson for his family and told him to ignore the haters. Uh, many admitted they themselves had been deceived by the prank, uh, but they were relieved he was alive. Of course they were. Um, how pissed would you guys be if I did this? If you did this? If I did this. I don't think I'd be pissed. You don't think you'd be pissed if you showed up to my funeral and I flew in on a helicopter and was like, ah, gotcha. You? Gotcha. You know. Like if it was. um, Fuck off. Dude, I know I'm the king of pranks. I don't know. It's like. (laughs) I'd feel bad for you. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of. uh, I'm trying to think of somebody who. uh, Brian would would sit me down and go, hey, who traumatized you to make you make this decision? I think if my. I go, I'd sit you down and say, Jared, I just want you to know that I love you. I actually don't know who in my immediate like circle and family I would be pissed at if they did that. I think that everybody that I'm like, that's like running through my mind right now, if they did that, I feel like I'd be like, whoa, whoa dude. But do you think that's you, hilarious. Wow, you don't think you would be, I would be but, so upset. But do you think if, it would, if someone I loved did that, would I you mean, laugh? It's hard to, that's it's such hard, a horrible It's hard. Thing. It's, it's hard to, I, it's, I think the part that's hard to simulate in my mind is the feeling of thinking that they had died. Right, because right, it's hard he, for you to show Taylor empathy. doesn't have feelings. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, that's hard a, to imagine. That's okay. <laughs> your uh, your mic is not plugged in. I need to there take some. I need to take some MDMA assisted therapy to put myself in right. the headspace yeah, of true. feeling like a friend had died, <laughs> and then I could get it, and then I could get back yeah. to but, it with how I, how I feel. But I am curious. Do you? Do you think you would laugh? Like, do you think that you would think right. like, do you think oh, you'd be like, is, dude, this is funny. Prank. Like, that's <laughs> like, awesome. That fucking great. I think well I'd done. just be blown away. You had me. <laughs> I think I'd just be blown away. I don't even, I don't think you'd have any appreciation or respect for the, like, the quote unquote the, the joke art, of it. The art of the prank. I don't think you would be yeah. like, that's cool, dude. You know what? You did I actually, that. I, I, I feel like we're a little long winded here, but like, <laughs> um, I actually don't really have any more. I used to very much so, but but especially in like my adult life, I don't have like any capacity to be angry, to like be angry at a person. Like last night, a guy did something at our group ride that like could have like really fucking hurt me. Like if I had gone, if I had crashed, I would have crashed in a way that would have been possibly life altering. Let me guess. Let me guess what he did. Drop the banana peel while you were behind him. <laughs> yeah, because it's like Mary. Okay, uh, no, Wait, we was, were ju- was that it? That was not it. Oh. We were we were just descending at like a super fast speed at a at, and like in. Let, let, let me get. Let me guess. <laughs> tossed a turtle shell behind <laughs> him while you were behind him. For 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 real, when you're like, when you're when you're riding in a in like a Tuesday night, like 
we're racing, but it's also like we're not we're not professionals. So like when we're gonna descend down something going really fast, like this is a point where we're going really fast, but we're also not like racing, racing at this point because we're like this is the only point where we're going so fast downhill. It's very twisty, very technical. And this guy came inside of me, which is basically just like a big no no um, because it can fuck up your line. And if there's like turns where you have to anyway. I was like, what the fuck are you doing in my mind? And, I, and then later he apologized. He apologized to me. And, and I was like, I can't. Dude, everybody else was like, fuck him. I could. And I can't. I just don't have the capacity for it. Right. But here's, so here's I think the, that I, I mean, would, I think that I would go. I'd be like, whoa. No, Taylor, come on. Dude, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, okay, I, after I say un, this... Is that after I say this experience? Anger yes, like after that? I say this, we're fucking burying this, we're moving on. But let me just say, there's a difference between that no, I and know. this. No, and I know. so, like, there's there's levels to this shit, right? Is, 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 what the, is what the cool... Is what the kids say, I guess. But there's levels to things that, that, are, that, are, that are done that are egregious enough to make you angry and with good reason. This is something that is just, I mean, the amount of emotional turmoil you yeah. are putting people through yeah. just for the simple sake of it. like getting likes, like that is infuriating. <laughs> I get it. Like, like your gross. experience is kind of mid compared to this. Yeah. Yeah. Based, it was like little, that was a based example. It was yeah. pretty mid, but I, I, yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to put my, it's, it's really hard for me to put myself in that, in that. Well, Hey, it's really least, hard for me to, to, for me to put myself in the, in the position of like feeling the feelings of 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 a friend dying. Well, then that, that really makes say. me very curious to see where that line gets drawn and where that line gets crossed. So the next for the next year, I'm going to be working on pranks to just test <laughs> how cool you are with things. Just don't just don't include right. me in them because I'll be sad. I'll just like next week. I just like I just I slip in and take Zaya and then like and then <laughs> and then run in and go. Someone kidnap Zaya and then for I let it go on for like seven weeks of t Taylor and Kyla thinking that Zay was kidnapped, but really she's just like having a good old time at Uncle Jerry's. I can, and then I go, I can, and, then I I, actually, and then I fly in on a an helicopter and I go, I found her. That's an example I can put myself. I can, would you be mad? I, I would be mad. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, so this was, uh, this was big in the headlines. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, Sweden, I guess, I didn't know. I didn't realize Sweden loved their sex. <laughs> Um, and they love their sex so much that Sweden has declared sex as a sport. And the first ever sex competition is scheduled to take place while well, it happened last week on June 8th. Oh, it actually it took place. It actually happened. And hey, listen to this. It was highly anticipated. It was called the European Sex Championship, uh, which was going to be happening under the guidance of the Swedish Sex Federation. There's a sex federation in Sweden. Um, the participants taking go. part in this competition will have to engage in sex sessions that will stretch up to six hours on a daily basis. One solo match will at least go on for a good 40 to 45 minutes. Um, by the way, this is all from um, a very, very reputable source, news source from India. It's basically the CNBC of India. No joke. Um, this is verbatim. Uh, one solo match will go on for at least a good 40, 45 minutes. The participants will have to compete in a variety of categories, including foreplay, oral sex, penetration, knowledge of the erogenous zones, and so on. Um, I, have I, I kind of imagine that like there's one sport that... 
And that's not pity, that's squirt. Um, <laughs> a headline on the website for the Times of India, one of India's most popular and reputable newspapers, reads that Sweden will soon host the European Sex Championship. And according to the report, Sweden has officially recognized sex as a sport and to determine who's best at it uh, would host a tournament in which contestants would engage in daily encounters lasting upwards of six hours. So you said something last week, because I know we were supposed to cover this last mm -hmm. week and we ran out of time. You said something that alluded to the possibility that this might have all been bullshit. Well, here's an interesting thing. This popped up on social media. I'm sure some of our listeners have seen it. I saw it. It popped up all over actual legitimate news source websites. AI. And, uh, <laughs> and none of it is true. None wow. of it is true. You know and what? The, not... the only thing that is true is that there is a Swedish sex federation, which right. is run by one dude who owns a strip club. Okay. <laughs> and he asked to, well, here, here's how it all started. Uh, Gottborg Potsen, one of the major Swedish language dailies, uh, reported that a Swedish man named, dude, this is a fucking sick name, Dragon Bratik. That is a sick name. Uh, was behind the whole drama. He's According to the newspaper, Bratik <laughs> owns... Galicia's arch nemesis. Bratic. He sounds like he's in his villain. Dragon <laughs> Bratik. Uh, he owns several strip clubs and wanted sex to be classified as a sport. So this is legit. He, he was like, I, you know what? So like, I want, I want sex as a sport. And so he submitted an application to become a member of the Confederation in January of this year. And the Swedish Sports Confederation confirmed that... There was an individual who claimed that there was a sex federation and applied for membership, but the application was fucking rejected, obviously. The Swedish Sports Con uh, Confederation has drawn attention to the fact that some parts of the international media news is currently being spread that a sex federation has become a member of the Swedish Sports Confederation. Uh, Setsman, the, the, one of the Swedish Confederation Sports Confederation people said, um, it's false information with the aim of smearing Swedish sports and Sweden. Uh, <laughs> another smearing them with what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that ain't. Pity. And that's not pity. That's squirt. <laughs> another prominent India uh, Indian media house associated with CNBC published details on how to participate in the event, even including an email address address associated with the Swedish Sex Federation. Interestingly, a website with that name does exist, but it led to a porn site. Dude, uh, with how a different does this URL. happen? So, so exactly. And so here's... People just here don't was, do their research. Here I was guess. my point. It, it's, well, again, you can kind of tie this back to Buddy doing the fucking prank, like the ha-ha prank for the followers. We, we've gotten to a point now where like... And I don't want to make this all like, you know, fucking lamestream media, like dumb shit <laughs> like that. But we actually have gotten to a point where there's legitimate media sources that are just going oh you know what fuck it let's just let's just say it's real let's let's make up a yeah. website let's say let's say we had an interview with someone who said something they didn't and then just put it up and it'll fucking fly it'll and you know, fly and you know and what's people crazy will click on it and people will believe it and now people think that sweden are just a bunch of fucking sucky fuckies that are just Sliding and, around and come and not for, to uh, for, for medals, not to like, not to uh, <laughs> that's really funny, not to uh, not to conspiracy theorize this too much, but but does you very easily go down that road, yeah, but yeah. but if you're a news organization and every every even the most you know, even New York Times, Washington Post, fucking LA Times, whatever you want, like any any like major publication, they've all got 
good like front page, you know, investigative journalism going on. And then they've got, you know, they've got their sports and they've got blah, blah, blah. And then like several layers down, there is people writing. Just crackpot journalists. Totally. Totally. Right. right, right. Talking about shit that could not matter less. Right. And, and so when, if, if they see a thing like this and there's like very little resources to like verify whether it's real or whatever there, they can easily go, Hey, let's write about this. And they don't have to give back the advertising revenue from their that they got on their website. Right, right. You know exactly. What I mean? that's, like, the, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, t- like 50 million people yeah. go and see this thing on the New York Times website, let's say, for example. You know, and then it turns out to all be not true. They, like people went there. The advertising revenue is being garnered just by the yeah. fact that the person arrived on the page. Just to, so they're making a bunch of money. I'm just... Uh, uh, just to I'm just saying that there's, a, there's, no, there's, no, there's not really a disincentive... For like that level of journalism, there's certainly a disincentive to be wrong on like really stuff that yeah. matters. But like, but now let's throw it to Brian so, so we can figure out what trauma led them <laughs> to make these decisions. Go well, ahead, Brian. Well, well, I can explain it. I'm working with a right. uh, uh, at a newspaper and understanding and kind of seeing a bit of how this works from the inside. One ad revenue, as you pointed out, Taylor, is the the biggest source of revenue for these companies. And it's not nefarious. Like it's not like there's a group of people thinking, right. like sitting in a room going, "What are the most clickbaity titles that we can do to do this thing?" It's that it's that when they publish these things, they are rewarded when there's more people viewing them. Sure. And so they like this like sort of seed is planted in the back of their minds that like how like what can I do to modify the sort of content or the title or whatever to get more people going to these pages? And they're not doing it like to intentionally mislead people or spread false information or do any of these like nefarious things that are like outwardly being talked about in like editorial meetings. Mm -hmm. But, you know, titles end up coming out that like are a little bit salacious Mm -hmm. or like a little bit, you know, sort of makes people want to click on them. And so it just sort of like happens in a way where it isn't intentional, but it, you know, ends up having these like really, but I mean, and, and the part that Negative I found really funny about bringing result. this up was like, is like, hey, don't believe everything that you read or everything that you hear. Um, and, and then I was like, you know, what's funny is I read that headline and I went, there's no way. Same. Uh, uh, but, uh, but, but I guess. But I guess. And so I put, <laughs> I put the article in. I was like, I guess we'll cover that on, on Fuming Friday. And then like or the day before we were going to record, because we were supposed to cover this last week. I was like, I'm just going to, I just want to like. I just want to look into that to get some more details. And I found it was fake. I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll add that too. <laughs> like, because I was like, I don't know. We'll fucking talk about it. Dude, 99% of the shit that I find for Feel Good Friday, they could all be fake. I have no fucking idea. Because it's not, I like, don't, I don't yeah. fact check jack shit. Because we're just piggybacking off of, off of news media to find like things that are interesting and funny. Well, we're not journalists. <laughs> But we are uh, right, part of the I CBC mean. family, so um, uh, <laughs> let's move on. This is uh, this is legit. I can assure you, this is real. Um, uh, aliens have landed. No. Okay. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. 
Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Uh, 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 Nova Scotia uh, has provided. This is fucking really cool. If you live in Nova Scotia, and I don't know if this is happening across the country, um, but if you live in Nova Scotia right now and say you slip and bonk your head and you get all bonked up <laughs> and you have a boo-boo and you've got to go to the ER, um, there you can go to nshealth.ca slash ED wait times. Uh, that's for emergency department, not erectile dysfunction. And uh, you, you can get see, all bonked up. You can see the forecast for the next several hours what the wait times are looking like at the uh, emergency department where you live so how are they doing right now i'm curious right now let's see in halifax at the uh, halifax infirmary well so uh, why don't you take a guess brian wednesday middle of the week we're recording around 1 p.m what do you think the wait time is at the uh, at the qe2 two hours and 30 minutes hey you're man that was pretty good 245 so uh, they give they give a window that's two not hours, bad two hours and 45 minutes to day. four hours and 15 minutes uh, uh, that's a little high. Uh, Dartmouth General, 2.45 to 5 hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if you go down to Kentville, Ooh. all of our friends over at Valley Regional Hospital, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. To Whoa. an hour Dude, 15. Factor in an hour drive there and back and you're saving time. You got time to fucking sit in your own comfortable car, listen to a, a podcast. You don't have to be totally. you know, like sitting. sitting uh, Gas money. Factor in. Yarmouth, 45 yeah. minutes. Um, so here's, and but the cool thing is that that's predicting ED wait times for 1 p.m. You can scrub ahead to like 8 p.m. and see what the predicted wait times are for that. Now, is this as accurate as the weatherman? Probably. No, but it's very similar. It's very similar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's very similar. To how the, are they making this decision? It's very similar to the Google feature. Yeah. Where uh, where you see like how how much Busy traffic is or whatever. Uh, how, how how traffic fluctuates at a place like uh, at a particular like business. Um, right, sure. Oh, hours. sure. Like, like, sorry. Yes, not not the traffic, but Tra- the, like traffic within a business. Within like a business, like places. like usually, yeah, like typically usually how busy, busy it is or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really neat. Um, so it's shocking it, that it's actually just. I'm very grateful for this. No doubt, awesome update. It's cr- it's kind of now that it's here. In retrospect, it's kind of crazy that it's only just yeah. here now. So like like Guys, if you, like for example, if you like if I um if I cut my thumb sort of bad like cutting some potatoes or something and then i was like fuck i probably should go to the er and i take a look and it's like and i see it's like seven hours okay well maybe i'll like maybe i'll go somewhere else or maybe i'll kind of take care of this thumb thing myself and wait till it cools down or like for example when you got hit by the car it's like boom you get smashed by the car and you need help like immediately and you look and it says like Five hour wait. It's like cool. You can just like wait on the side of the road, wait till that calms down, and then go yeah. in when it's like a little more chill, right? I actually, I was, I, you know, sometimes you're so hurt that the hospital comes to you. you know, I, I via, just want to say via 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 ER on wheels. You know what's funny, Jerry? Is making that point just made me realize that if you are going to this website to check the wait times. 
don't fucking go to the ER. No, no, and I'll tell you why. Because I used, I didn't talk about this on the podcast. Here he goes, ladies and gentlemen. He is hot. But I coming in hot. I'm just saying, I wasn't gonna share this, but I'll share it now. I used virtual care NS last week. Yeah, right. And I spoke to a doctor on the phone, laying down on my couch at home in 45 minutes from signing up. Right, but it depends on what kind. What it depends. I I agree with you. But it depends on what you're worried about. Yeah. Like, so for if me, it's, if it's an I cut my finger and I need stitches, or I think I might need stitches, it's like, well, you got to go. You got to go then. Yeah. Or if right. you're like, if you're like, I have this weird pain in my like ribs, and I'm not sure what that is, and my left arm has gone completely numb. But that, if you well, know you need stitches, case, we need to go to the emergency room because we know what that like, might be. So, oh. so my question is, <laughs> oh, okay. But, but my question is, is like, are you using the wait time? To check to see if it's worth going to the ER, or are you looking for the best ER to go to with the sh- like best ER? Well, in I mean, terms if you're in, times. if you're living in Halifax proper, like in the HRM, then that's yeah. a that's a, a fantastic. So you're using to use it to choose service. which hospital yeah. you're going to go to, rather than like you could, rather than like, do I go yeah. to the ER? I, think I mean, you use it in both ways. For some people, you might not even need to go to the ER. You might just need to go. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, don't suffer in silence. But, but the thing is, what I mean about virtual care NS is like. If you're unsure if you need to go to the ER or not, it's probably helpful for you to to use virtual care first. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. As as a like because I was che- that's what I used it for. Like, and you were I, quite impressed with it. I I tore my or yeah. Like I when you broke grade. my rib. Yeah. I probably perfect. could have called virtual care and S, who then would have told me to go to the emergency room. Right. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I right. thought you. I thought you were going to say who then would have told me to go find a lawyer and sue his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that type of advice, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, for people that were waiting there for what he was about to say, you tore your hamstring. Oh, I thought you tore something else. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on to uh, this week's edition of <laughs> a bribe. Um, this is this is one of the cooler things I've heard to date. I bet in my life. It's about AI. And this got my this got my this got my like creative my like my love for creativity juice is flowing um lots of juice and that's not pay that's squirt. okay so i'm gonna uh this is actually there but it's also kind of ominous i feel like there's like a spookiness to this so i'm gonna i'm gonna give us a little uh a little uh ambiance while i go through this so uh this is about ai and how We've gotten to a point where AI can reconstruct high-quality video directly from brain reading, okay? So we are at a time where legitimately, just around the corner, we can start to watch video of our dreams. Now, I'm, I'm not sure if this is what they were going for, but this is how this could be used. So researchers... Jiajin oh, King. They talked about this at the... Uh, Zi Zhao Chen and Juan Helen Zhou. The Tristan dude, the guy who made the social... The social, social dilemma. Him social and his buddy, they were talking about how they can read, how they can do this with FMRI. So they were, they were from... That's, that's right. So they're from the National University of Singapore and the Chinese University of Hong Kong. And they used fMRI data and the text-to-image AI model stable diffusion. So like mid-journey, basically, and fMRI to create a model called Mind Video that generates video from the brain readings. Their paper describing the work was posted to the 
ARXIV preprint server last week. Don't know what the fuck that is. This is it, it, there's so much nerd shit in here, but I'll try it's, to get it, through it. Preprint is basically like it, it hasn't been peer. It hasn't. It's a it's a it's a publication that hasn't been peer. Sure. Okay. So the demonstration uh, on the paper's corresponding website shows a parallel between videos that were shown to subjects and the AI generated videos created based on their brain activity. So I'm going to bring it up here. So basically, they had subjects sitting down watching video. And the AI is reading their brain waves to spit out an image that is based off what it is that they are viewing. So on the left, you're going to see the video of what they're watching. And on the right, you're going to see the AI's interpretation of what it is that they are watching through their eyes. The shit's going to turn into Minority yeah. Report Guys, and we're all going to go I, to I jail don't mean, for I don't, I don't. I don't mean for this to sound like, a, like a, I knew about this first sort of thing, but it's going to probably sound like that. When I watched that presentation that those social dilemma dudes did, they showed video of this. Yeah. So here yeah, is, you like, sent it to me. and it was fucking crazy. Here is the video right here. On the left is the actual image. On the right is what the AI generated. And you can see that although it's not exact, you're getting the same color palettes. You're getting, I mean, similar, similar images or like, you know, like things that are in the video. Um, like right now we're looking at fish or we're looking at, you know, a, a bunch of people walking through traffic or you're looking at a cat and you see on the other side, you see a cat, you see fish, maybe not the same type of fish. You see a city, you know, but you, um, you act the way that you see it is like kind of the way that like you see shit in your dreams. Like, yeah. it's, like, yes. it's like, it's yeah. like, it's real, but it's, it's oddly distorted. It's oddly, like, it's, it's not it, real. There's like yeah. an uncanny Valley thing, which yes. I mean is what happens currently with AI art and like AI video. I mean, I'm yes. sure it's, some people have seen it, but that video going around of like the um, the beer commercial, like the Bud Light commercial so made funny. generated through AI. Um, so, so mind video is defined by the researchers as a two model pipeline designed to bridge the gap between image and brain video, video brain decoding. To train the system, the researchers use publicly available data set uh, containing video and fMRI brain readings from the test subjects who watched them. Uh, the two model pipeline comprised a trained fMRI encoder and a fine-tuned version of stable diffusion. What do you guys think will be the first thought crime you get char charged with? <laughs> I mean, so like, so, so Dude, minority report is here. We can, we could go into this. We could go into the, 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 the specifics here. I don't really, I don't really want to go down that road because it's, it's just so complex. But when I, when I heard about this, my thought immediately went to how fucking sick will this be for the horror genre? You know what I mean? Like, like the, the, to, to, to be able to take the actual images of our nightmares and to put it onto, you know, whatever, put it onto film or put it into like a script or whatever, because like, Oftentimes, or, or, may, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's like you think that you, you romanticize that idea that that's what it would be like, but really it, it just kind of doesn't pan out that way. It's like when you're sharing your dream with someone and you're like, I had this fucking crazy dream and you go to tell yeah. them and then you tell them and it's like, it's very much you had to be their moment. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that you're in the movie theater and like there's this like in a horror movie and there's this like, like suspense that's building. There's about to be this like really like scary jump scare reveal and you're sitting in the theater and you're wearing like this device and when that jump scare happens, everybody experiences something different based on their biggest fears. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, know? right. Could yeah, be shit like that. Yeah, totally. Though, I mean, yeah, but I also see something like that happening. But I also wonder how like that type of stuff will lead to like so already in the last you know year um, we've seen an incredible amount of content produced by artificial intelligence. So yeah. like you know images, music, videos, text, the like new all Beatles these song. Things. I'm sure you guys probably saw that yeah. the new Beatles song that that Paul McCartney. Paul, Paul McCartney is 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 like behind releasing yeah. because it's the last using Beatles AI song to yeah. basically. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Basically, learning like the AI is yeah. trained on on a on a demo, an unreleased demo tape with John, that John Lennon range, saying. But poop for real. <laughs> but there's so like like for example, there was um you know uh, Kyle Beats just made a video about uh, making a Drake song, and there's like thousands of yeah. these like AI Drake songs now. Yeah. And so I, I wonder like about the, you know, like one of the things that makes watching movies and TV uh, a great experience for people who do it um, is, is the, like, like, I is love like, how you're like, chiming like in like on this. Jared, I mean. well, is, the, is the talking about it with yeah. each other. Like that's the thing that connects you together. And yeah. so if there's like, if there's all of this unique individualized, like personalized content that people are looking at, I feel like it's kind of sad yeah. in a way that like, you know, it will be like your dreams where yeah. like you go to share it with somebody and it just doesn't like compete with them. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean that that's an interesting take, but I'm, I'm more so like when I, when I saw this, I was thinking actually in cyberpunk 2077, which um, is actually quite a good game. It was a flop when they released it, but there's this whole thing in that game, in that world. It takes place in like, you know, in the future in this, in this sort of like utopian slash dystopian future. And one of the big things that people t partake in is like is signing up to like pay, like paying to watch people's memories or watch people's dreams mm. and i could so see like a, a fucking like youtube channel rabbit hole of totally. going down of just like watching people's nightmares yeah. watching people's you know like <laughs> i mean like yeah. if you would you want to would you want to watch your dreams like if, if you could record your dreams in video would you want to watch it i think yeah. i think two things and related would, to this yeah, I think it would make two things so that this could actually be like a really positive like a, a way in which this could be like a really positive um step in in like society and culture is like a the under like understanding like a major advancement in psychology of being able to being able to actually Ooh. like actually understand what somebody is dreaming and like and their dreams. And then also the other thing, because these things, not necessarily associated with dreams, but how these things were um they were showing somebody something in reality. Yes. And then it was getting an output of like how they're experiencing it yeah. basically. And you see that there's obviously and, and and I don't know what the difference, I don't know what the difference is whether it's the AI interpreting it or whether it's actually you interpreting it and the AI is actually spitting out like actually how you are interpreting it. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. So if you had, if you could for in some way highlight how people are experiencing reality differently, even though the input is the exact same and you were kind of speaking to this mm -hmm. in terms of the, the like jump scare, like we're all, like the input is the same for all of us, but the output is mm. different for all of us. We're mm -hmm. all, it's all coming in as the same. You mean like somebody with psychosis who's like, like if there's two people, one person has psychosis and one person does not. 
like, I mean, that's what, an like extreme. Understanding what that, um, yeah, like in any extreme situation, understanding. But, what but that on like a smaller like, scale, it's even like, on the smaller like, scale, yeah, like all a, of us are experiencing. Like yeah. we're best like friends. The color red or whatever. We're, we're best yeah. friends, so like we are experiencing. We're probably experiencing reality in a very close approximation because we've become best friends. Yeah. And so because of that, you could probably you could probably infer from that that our reality is very similar. We're right. experiencing it very similarly. But someone who you don't connect with at all. You, it could provide an understanding of why you don't connect. Whoa, kind of like a, a you way are, because, to empathize with the helicopter yeah. guy. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you yeah. suddenly understand yeah. the yeah. way they see the world. Well, I mean, like think about it this way: like think about think about a couple, right? And in that couple, one of the one of the two partners is like jealous about somebody else that that other person knows, and that other person's like, "Why are you jealous about that yeah, person?" Yeah. Like, I don't I, get it. I don't get it at all. That's, you know, that would be a way of going, oh, I can like, I can now see that you actually feel this way. That would or, be not, or, that would be maybe not good in some situations though, because like they well, might put if, that, like if you, put on the dream helmet, <laughs> put on the fucking dream I mean, helmet. but you're right, Brian. <laughs> you put you're, it on, they're like, I told you, you fucking like the. <laughs> I, you're right that there is, there is this like, there is this black mirror quality to oh, this yeah. in the oh sense God, that yeah. it's like that black mirror episode where like, where Thought all crabs. of your, all of your, oh, yes. all of your experiences are recorded. And so, like, you know, the guy, like, the guy found out that his, like, wife was cheating on him through recordings of, like, all that shit, right? There's, there's, yeah. there's pros and cons to it all, but, like, you could use it in ways to, again, like, I, I just think of, like, couples therapy. I'm an AI optimist. So. Of, like, thinking of, mm. you know, things that, things that couples fight over and, 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 you know, the problem being, like, one part of the couple doesn't, like, see the viewpoint of the other. And is having a hard time like understanding how on earth could you think this or or see the world through that lens? And then, you know, maybe you get to see why they feel that way, and it gives you more empathy. Or th the person actually sees the way that you see the world through what lens you see it through, and so they go, "Oh, mm -hmm. right, I have nothing to be like insecure about," or whatever. What I really want to get yeah. to the bottom of is like, what does red look like for you? You know, like that the yeah. like, famous color idea of like, how do we really know? That the colors that we see are the same. Can you imagine if you other? like if you just started seeing through my my? I don't really get that. If you saw through my lens and you guys were just like glue glorps that like, they, they and I was like, totally this is my reality. <laughs> what the fuck? But they could totally be different. Like, the, like my yeah. red could be your blue, and we would never know. Yeah, uh, my red could be your like, penis. Like, I it's just like, like I just see red, but you look through my red. I'm and you not go, Why exactly are there dicks sure everywhere? how to articulate it, but I think that there's a pretty, I think that there's a fairly simple way of, of testing, testing that and being reasonably sure that we are experiencing it in a, in, in a very similar way, if not identical. I don't think there is. Can't I think, it. I, I think no one knows what anyone's red is. It's true. Here, let's Google it. How do we really know? Does that anyone it? know what my red is? <laughs> Let's see what it says. Oh, there's a video right here. Is your red the same as my red? Uh, can everyone see the color red? Do you see the same? Do you see the same red as me? One person's see? red might be another person's blue, and vice versa. The see? scientist said. Okay, well, hold on. Said. Maybe, maybe let's like read more no, than no, 10 before you come to that. It just said that right there. I Is found this CNBC off an Indian or? news website. <laughs> um, so anyway, I thought that was really fucking cool and it got me just like, it just, every once in a while, I just think like, man, 
I'm so excited about the future. I now want to know that's, the, that's one of those things that get me. Are excited. we seeing the same Reds? <laughs> let's we can we can well, let's dive into it. We'll dive offline. into it next week um, yeah. because who no one knows and there's no way for us to tell. I think that that's true. Contrary to what Taylor believes, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about. I don't have any. Um, Sweet dreams are made of the. No, 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 don't play I that. I just want to play that, but but um, <laughs> this has nothing to do with that. This is it. This is uh, this week's edition of what the hell. A woman who spent so again. Let's just put our let's put our our um, sp- spectacle cast? glasses on here because who knows? Maybe all this is fucking fabricated by some journalist. But according to the Daily Mail um, yes, and then, several like, other reputable yeah, news sources, the New York Times and all these places, like several crackpot news organization. <laughs> I right? think this story was closer to the top of the pile. I don't know. <laughs> a woman who spent 20 years in a catatonic state woke up after doctors treated her lupus and her case could hold the key to curing others of psychosis. So a woman, this is actually a astoundingly fucked up story. A woman trapped in her own mind for two decades has woken up and is able to be with her family again thanks to a revolutionary new treatment. April Burrell was just 21 in 1995. Is the revolutionary new treatment correctly diagnosing her? I mean, I get like I guess that's that's <laughs> sort of what happened here. So so for people who aren't aware, April Burrell was uh, 21 in 1995, and she suffered a traumatic event while studying um, uh, to be an accountant at the University of Maryland. And that left her suffering from constant visual and auditory hallucinations. So she had a traumatic event, which triggered schizophrenia. Mm. She was uh, diagnosed with a severe form of schizophrenia. And April spent the next 20 years trapped in a catatonic state, unable to recognize her family and having her every need uh, cared for in a psychiatric hospital in New York. What is a catatonic state? It's like... um, it's like you're it's, on, but I mean, it, home. it's yeah, it's like the lights. It's like the lights are off, but you're so like Wait, if you I, said it was like the lights are on, you said it was like the lights are off. Are the lights on or I, off? I, sorry, I, off. I said it's like the lights are on, but nobody's home, or the lights are off and <laughs> no one's home. You know? <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, it doesn't really the, matter the, with the, the lights. The, nobody's home. Regardless, the, the jury's sitting there. She's sitting. The jury is still in on whether or not it's. The <laughs> she's lights sitting are in a chair. Her body, her body, for all intents and purposes, does function. Is but that the she, difference between being like brain dead? What's the difference won't between move. different? So, different. So she's like sitting, and I, I, so I, I read some of this article, and she was sitting in the. She would like sit in a chair and just be like this. That's it. This is all you're getting. And okay. then, and then it's so like she's okay, sitting up though. Okay, April, it's time to go. And they like pick her up, and she stands up, and they let's go, and they walk her, and she walks, and she just doesn't have any facial, she, any facial like features. Doesn't she doesn't speak. respond. She doesn't speak. She doesn't. She 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 moves, but she only moves at the like, at the guidance of somebody else. So she, that's the difference between like being brain dead and catatonic. Yeah, like catatonic. Yeah, like she's not. Like, she wasn't in a coma. Yeah, right. Um, let's read the uh, definition. Catatonia yeah. is a disorder that disrupts a person's awareness of the world around them. People with this condition sometimes react very little or not at all to their surroundings or might behave in ways that are unusual, unexpected, or unsafe to themselves or others. Maybe the so, guy who faked his death was catatonic. How so? I don't know. He would fit really in that. He had a lack of awareness of the world around him. And uh, have, that's, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a yep. loose application. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, yeah. 
I see where you're going. Um, so, uh, so 20 years. She was, she was catatonic for 20 years until one day she woke up thanks to a team of medics who treated her for lupus, a disorder that they discovered was causing her immune system to attack her brain. This is fucking crazy. So her doctors hope that the discovery could help treat hundreds of patients in a similar situation. Uh, Professor Sander Marks, director of precision psychiatry at Columbia University, was one of the team of medics who treated April. In a bizarre coincidence, he told the Washington Post how he had met April back when he was just a medical student and the memory of her stayed with him. Quote, she would just stare and just stand there, he said. She wouldn't shower. She wouldn't go outside. She wouldn't smile. She wouldn't laugh. And the nursing staff had to physically maneuver her. Almost two decades later, Professor Marks would meet April again after one of his students went to the same psychiatric hospital and spoke about meeting the same woman. Shocked there had been no improvement in 20 years, Professor Marks spoke to her family and gathered a team of experts to run a full analysis on her condition. They found signs of lupus in her blood work. Around 1.5 million people in the U.S. are thought to suffer from the long-term autoimmune condition. More women than men suffer from the condition. And the cause is not fully understood, but a viral infection, sometimes uh, medication, sunlight, puberty, and menopause are all thought to be possible causes of lupus. And to like get to that diagnosis of lupus, from what I remember from the conversations we've had, it's you have extremely to have like, difficult. like there's like a checklist yeah. of like a bunch of different yeah. things that you need to like, yeah. and if you check a certain amount of them, then it can, it can, you can get diagnosed, right? It can right? present as like, like certain symptoms can present as like a myriad of different that's right, specific right. diseases. That's right. Yeah. That's why it's so hard is because it, 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 it can look like a variety of different things. Um, so brain scans showed evidence that April's immune system was attacking her temporal lobes, which are vital for processing information and emotions as well as language. And April's case was unusual as normally lupus attacks areas like skin, joints, kidneys, the heart, not the brain. And in her case, the condition was only attacking the brain, meaning there was no other more obvious symptoms that she had the condition. But now it had been found and the disease could be treated. The process was long and arduous. April needed to undergo immunotherapy treatment using powerful drugs to bring her immune system back into line. This treatment would end up taking a year due to the need of uh, to take a, a month-long break between rounds of medication to let the immune system recover. And tests requiring her to draw a clock, which is a common way of measuring cognitive ability, started to show promise. Prior to the treatment, April's drawings were akin to those of a dementia patient, meaningless scribbles. But slowly over the months that followed, she started to draw one half of the clock face, then almost a perfect one. Then after a year of treatment, April woke up in 2020 and was able to meet her family again in 2021 after COVID visiting restrictions were lifted. Her brother, Guy, <laughs> oh my God, oh my right? God, waking yeah, up going, can you imagine? And they're right? like, well, whoa. hold on, hold on, listen, wait, wait. listen, <laughs> a lot has happened. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <laughs> now the right feels this way and the left, well, they feel this way. <laughs> Is Boy Meets World still on TV? <laughs> Um, uh, her brother Guy Burrell recalled when she came in there you wouldn't uh, you would have thought she was a brand new person she knew all of us remembered different stuff from back when she was a child while a source of joy to one family April's recovery could also give hope to hundreds of other other patients who may be trapped in a similar mental state from a, a treatable condition 
Although experts suspect the portion of patients whose catatonic state is caused by an autoimmune condition like lupus is small, Professor Marx said it should be considered. These are the forgotten souls, he said. We are not just improving the lives of these people, but we're bringing them back from a place that I didn't think they could come back from. Which is so fucking wild to think. Yeah. Is, there, is there anything about what her experience in that time was like? like there will she, be when like, she wears one of those brain helmets. Like, was she able to, was she able to describe? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure. she was just off. I, well, let's, let's look at it this way. Um, the episode of Routine Checkup, which came out this week, was about ICU delirium. And about people who are uh, who have undergone um, medically induced coma, and specifically for those patients, even though this is separate, this is a different thing. For those patients who are medically induced into coma, their experience in that is that they remember all of that. It's not like they they fucking go to sleep and like have a dreamless experience where they just go to sleep and they wake up and they're like, oh, time has passed. They are, they are experiencing, oftentimes, horrific, horrific, super strong, hardcore hallucinogenic nightmares mm -hmm. while they are in a, yeah. a, a medically induced coma. So I don't know, but if you told me that the last 20 years she spent in this catatonic state and was experiencing all sorts of fucked up hallucinations, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows? Do you, sl do you sleep while you're catatonic i mean you're kind of always asleep really i guess you, you probably just, you have just to sleep with your eyes open if you didn't sleep for that long you'd die yeah i guess so yeah i mean so you must sleep yeah, yeah i don't know yeah, like I, you, I mean maybe your body just like kind of taps know. into that circadian rhythm and it's like i guess it's time to sh to shut down even further than, like, <laughs> shut down like what does what does waking up with catatonia look like just this probably yeah no yeah. it's probably like this Wait, do they sleep with their eyes fully open? Their eyes would oh, get you so mean, dry. Oh, you mean like waking up from sleep or waking up from the catatonia? No, no, no. I, I, mean, I mean, okay, I have catatonia right now. Yeah. And you're sleeping. And now I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. Okay, yeah, I slept for about eyes. eight hours, and yeah. now I still have catatonia, and I wake up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it yeah, looks like. You just open your Did eyes. Did I nail that? Totally. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Guys, I went to Ryerson Theater School. Um, you did. I think the saddest part is that that like you're almost graduated, and, and not that this is the the <laughs> not that this is the fault of the. Hey man, I quit because I got a job with, with as a kid children's television show. I think that not that this is um, the fault of the medical team, but it is sad that it was like twenty years, and the the like the guy who was in med school at the no time, yeah. like sort of. I mean, it says that he didn't forget about her, but like obviously wasn't working with her during that time. And then like. And then, like, one of his students is like, hey, this, you know, yeah. I, I met this patient. And then, like, and then they're like, let's solve that problem. And then they do. Like, yeah. like I mean, yeah. that's, like, a, it's just, that's some heroic work, it, you know, of him going, huh. No, I think that's, Brian's that's, not saying, I think Brian's saying kind of the opposite of that. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that I no, said yeah. not that it's the fault of the medical team. But, like, it sucks that, like, you know, somebody has suffered with this thing for that right. long without getting but what you know, i'm like, saying is that is a that's that an extremely heroic thing for him to go to him for him to hear that his med student talk about her and he goes oh yeah april holy fuck nothing has changed in 20 years mm -hmm. guys let's let's go on an adventure you know like and they he like puts together a fucking 
yeah super team of i mean i think you also probably have to consider the time at the the time at which she went into that state where healthcare and medicine and like the 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 uh i I don't know like the thought processes around people's states are like completely different than they might be now so like but also we like it's 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 a fact of like us not even knowing what we don't know right and so it, it took them it they, I think they got lucky. I think they got it's lucky like not, that they found this. It's like slightly to, similar to like, you know, thinking that anybody who had like a mental health condition or anybody who was like mentally challenged in some way or like had like a learning disability. So they were just like, let's just put them put away. Him in, yeah, mm-hmm. put them like in. At a, one point, that was like the yeah, standard. Of put them in, in the school. I'm, yeah. I'm not assuming this about um, her experience, but I think that there's also probably with patients in the hospital that are like are you're never seeing improvement with mm. that. That there's probably some healthcare providers that are just like, just you know, assume that that is the way that things will be. Like that's just that person's situation. We've looked into it, like based on their charts and stuff, it looks like, you know, we've done everything that we can at this point, but, but like there is the chance where if somebody really digs into it and really just tries to solve the problem that they could. Well, I mean, again, help them. tying this back to our conversation with, with Kaylee Dayton about ICU delirium. It's like, there's some schools of there was there's this there's this unfortunate school of thought of like yeah that's just you know you take them out of surgery you try to take them out of uh, sedation and they just they're just fucking loopy so you just put them back to sleep mm-hmm. and you know she's trying to push that message out there of like no there's a different way there there is a more helpful way we can do this you just have to know the signs know what you're looking for and approach it from that perspective as this episode comes out that has not been released yet right it has it was released um this week today, today? That i mean today as as we're today as we're recording this oh it was released uh since the, now the podcast is going to come out on friday <laughs> so it came out two days ago so and currently it's uh june 14th so that would have been today yeah, yeah, yeah. but but okay. the friday, well, and if you're listening if you haven't if you're if you, listening next wednesday on june 21st then it oh would have God. come out a week be, prior to that yeah. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode yet fucking listen this to is it. an it evergreen is, episode i'll tell you that right now it is it is mind-blowing it is yeah it is mind-blowing you know what else is mind-blowing that, that this episode is end. over and so we hope you enjoyed that and uh, if you want to support the podcast you can do that by leaving a rating review on apple podcast and come on over to the discord channel lots of conversations happening in there you can help us produce the podcast from there um and uh and join the episode discussion channel because uh, lots of fun stuff to be chatted about over there and if you want to be a guest on the show submit an application by going to our website sickboypodcast.com and there's a button there it's obvious click it fill out the form mm-hmm. And if you uh, love what we're up to and you just want to help uh, share the word of what we're doing in general, just uh, go to social media and like like and share and tell other people about the show because that also helps us get new listeners. Um, and a huge thank you to Rich O'Coin for the theme music and Jeff Lonis, our manager. We love you guys both. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.